Good afternoon, everyone. Today is April 20th, 2023, the last day of Ramadan, this wonderful season. And uh, it's been an incredible month for those of us uh, in the community that I'm part of, going deeper and deeper into our work, our personal work, this is the month of retreat. This is the month of extra meditation, extra prayer, going deeper, going above and beyond wherever we were before to get to a deeper place, to find the next thread, the next pathway in one's life journey. And the uh, Sufi community that I'm part of at the, the Durga Al-Farah, the Nur Ashki Jarahi community with a base originally from Turkey and roots going back before that all the way uh, to the Prophet in various ways that now branched off into two beautiful branches in the Western Hemisphere one here in New York, one in Mexico. The community I'm part of is based in New York. Um, a big component, the different Sufi groups, for those that don't know, have different, let's say, gifts and tools and practices that they utilize, that we utilize to access these deeper states and guidance, ways to connect with the higher power. And in, in my community, we focus on dreams and interpreting dreams. And our leader, Sheikh Afariha, uh, would be the interpreter, the master interpreter of dreams. So various members of the community have dreams and bring them to Sheikha and she will help them interpret those dreams. And it's something that uh, we all have the power within to do so and with some practice and with some deep reflection, and especially during this month of Ramadan, those dreams become more crystallized and the ability to interpret them also, uh, at least in my experience, gets more, more subtle and the perspective. It's almost like just having 30 days of having a clearer lens if it was think about a camera or glasses and it's like, oh, wow, I can see things now that I knew it there before. There was like shapes and colors there, but I'm actually seeing what it is and how it fits within the grand scheme of not just my life, but like you keep stepping back and back and having a clearer view of things that are more global, more universal outside of our own just generally limited and hyper-focused ways of thinking about our own life, our own chores, our own goals. Good cue for Timebug, our app, where we don't just focus on our own goals, but the goals of others. And some of the new features we're working on in that product, that project, which is a lifelong project, you know, for me is, it's always been a question of, yes, how to be productive individually. That's like a core primary responsibility. Um, 
and we all want to be productive and get things done and how to bring the balance to that and feel good and feel actually energized while you're doing those things, which is a good cue. If you're getting energized and doing a lot, that's a good cue that you're on, a good, on the quote-unquote right track and on a purposeful way of living in, in accordance with, with one's purpose. And we all come here in a varied way with different purposes and um, through dreams is one of those cues where you can find your purpose. We all need to find some source of guidance. And in our community with dreams, in this month in particular, I've been waking for the fast break before the sun, which is not typical for me, and finding in that channel, in that time period, just a really deep clarity. Um, I'm recording the dreams that I have. I'm looking back at older dreams, which I never really went in as deep or understood. And I'm able to reinterpret them with a clearer lens. Um, and I'm getting a number of clues. And I have made a number of decisions and am in the midst of right now, personally, evaluating some very, very significant uh, challenges and opportunities. Uh, and they're like to these defining moments that I believe are windows and opportunities. And like any window and opportunity, think about it like a train that shows up at a station. You can get on that train or not. It's a choice. Um, but if you don't, that same train might not ever show up again. Or you might have to wait another year or two or decade or in some ways of thinking lifetime to catch that same train, which is a good analogy and metaphor for our spiritual progress or the direction that we want to take our lives in. And these are very serious, serious matters, which is why this is such a beautiful month. And of course, we can continue to take those opportunities and lessons and get clarity in other times of the year. Uh, and like anything, there's a rhythm when we're just in a mode of doing things based on the decisions we made. It's like, all right, I got on this train, now I'm gonna ride it and pay attention to what I can learn on this journey. Um, but I've chosen this journey, don't get me wrong, and, and I've gotta see it through, see it out. So this is just a beautiful month for being on a journey, but at the same time being on that platform and looking at that map of one's own life, one's own world, and determining which, which train are you going to get on, which direction are you going to go in. You can't be in that in-between space, in that fear space of, I'm not sure, so I'm just going to stay here, because that's exactly what happens, then you just stay there, right? Or, man, that other place I came from was cool, let me take the train in the other direction and go back. That was cool, it was familiar. I knew what was there in that town. And there could be some logic to that, but it generally feels like to me going backwards. Whereas remember our, our key motivating line, tagline that I use often March 4th. March 4th, I've got to move forward, but we have to find what the right direction of moving forward is and that needs to be based on some kind of real 
reasoned thinking, for sure, and analysis, um, but some kind of deep-level guidance and inspiration that can come through dreams while we're sleeping or can come through a real deep conscious waking state of reflection. Recently, um, I heard a talk by uh, Steve Jobs uh, of Apple in his younger years, looked like he was in his early days there talking about solving uh, the deep intellectual problems. And uh, I just, I don't know, that, that phrase kind of stuck with me because um, he was talking about doers versus visionaries, thinkers versus doers, and saying it's actually the doers, even though we, we try to give credit to the thinkers and the visionaries and the ideas, but it's, it's the doers, the people that are, have their hands in the mud, in the dirt, that are getting things done, that are often the ones that are breaking new ground and innovating because they're there after you know, the nice picture, the nice concept of, let's say, a new business idea, basement sports, anything. Some of the things we have going on are great conceptually. And then when you're down in the dirt, in the code, looking at all the different things you're trying to do that we're trying to do with different sports and games and users, it's in that doing and in that detail where those difficult intellectual problems come about. Um, and and that's, that's part of the process, right? It's not just a flash inspiration and then just go, although some people are more, just go, get the inspiration and just go, solve the problems later. Um, I do, I do like that and support that idea of going when the motivation's strong. And it's a balance. You know, it's really a balance, and I think it's situational to decide what to go for and when without giving it much thought and when to bring something into the inner temple, into the meditative chamber, and actually take your time to process with patience, without pressure, because the world applies so much pressure and that daily rat race and our real daily responsibilities can apply pressure. The external environment applies pressure. In our inner sanctuary, and this is really deeply a part of our hermetic work, on the other side of the coin, there's like these two different paths and works that I'm involved in that that help me and give, give me the guidance and the strength uh, that I need to understand what my purpose is in life and how that applies to my work in entrepreneurship and, and business. But taking things into that inner, inner sanctuary, that inner chamber, and processing them instead of just having a, a game of ping pong with our external environment that we always need to hit back and just kind of keep that ball in play and be on that wheel versus taking things in, taking our time, meditating, and within that meditation, contemplating those intellectual problems, which could apply in our business world or could apply in our personal life um, or any relationship challenge or situation that we're looking to improve upon or, or engage at a deeper level. So the question I have of the day for all of us 
for you listening, for, for myself, is what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up, give away, let go of? This is something I'm working with right now internally to go deeper into your purpose, to, to live deeper with truth, to get what you truly desire and want. And it's like that train station, right? It's like you might like that town, that place, those things. There's familiarity. But we've got to move on. We've got to be comfortable with constant change and whatever you need to take with you is already with you and within you. That fear that comes up where we want to hold on to things, all those things can be in our, etched into our eternal memory, into our experience bank. And it accumulates with us and within us. But we have to be willing and able to give things up in order to open up new doors, new opportunities. And it's a hard one. It's, um, it's something I wrestle with in relation to having the different ventures, different companies. Um, different even relationships, friendships. There's only so many things we can have in our wheelhouse and in our focal point, in our sanctuary, at the same time that we can give a deep amount of attention to. We can think about it like children as an analogy. I have one son. What if I had three kids, five kids, seven kids? And the love can multiply and spread, but you would need to divide your attention. And then you build the family unit and realize that, yes, it takes a village to raise a child. And if you have multiple children, you're building those bonds between them and you're getting that support. And also from an adult level and a community level, you're gonna to need to engage the community for support. So that analogy applies to you know, our purpose with the Golden Square and how we have multiple ventures that are different quote-unquote companies, but they're really connected by this ethos. They complement each other, they serve each other, they support each other, they're stronger together. And that's how I reconcile that question to others that say, man, how do you do so many things and how do you jump around and are you losing focus and are you not committed to the one because you're doing three or four and I just I understand the question intellectually but viscerally and spiritually it's it's all in one one and all for me these are like the seven laws of nature or the four quadrants of the soul you don't say well only going to focus on your air intelligence and your mental process at the expense of your emotional process, your physical needs, right? Or the organs of the body is another good analogy, uh, or the trillions of cells of the body, right? So there's a way to take the idea of multitude which, and not let it be something fractured and disintegrated, but to understand that it's almost, it's symphonic if we can get the symphony to play together, if we can get the egos out of the way, 
right? Dario, my spiritual father, uh, talks about it all the time, that we have this potential for a symphony amongst our organs, amongst our cells, amongst all the different components within us. And it takes a lot of work to do that. And the internal master must emerge from guidance, from inspiration, from these periods like Ramadan, from our dreams, in order to build that foundation, that internal leadership that can be the orchestrator of the orchestra, that can have a concept like Golden Square and explain to people how we actually need all these different products and programs because they all serve part of the purpose for this master vision of how we want to educate young people and families and bring to communities um, a new way of being or really an old way of being that got lost, seems to have gotten lost. In having a conversation earlier today with one of my colleagues, uh, Micah, uh, we're talking about media and social media and how so much is, is polarized nowadays and fragmented and it's on one hand can be seen in there's some positive aspects to having more options on where we go to receive information or news or research. You know, the internet has opened up the World Wide Web and we don't just have three channels on TV anymore. So in some ways, there's a lot more opportunity to access and be selective about what it is we want to learn or how we want to engage. Uh, and on the other hand, there's a lot of potential for fragmentation there and, um, and disintegration and um, a lot of noise, a lot of noise, a lot of confusion, potential for confusion, misinformation, disinformation, two very popular words. Uh, we talked in a recent episode about ESG and what it means for social impact and sustainability. And in this day and age, uh, probably like always, but I believe even more so, the augmentation of all these social media and all these different proliferated forms of communication have, um, have allowed a lot of ideas to be skewed. And, and um, it's hard for people in general to know what the truth is. Um, that's where the retreat of, of any kind of, let's say, fasting, not just Ramadan and dietary fasting, but let's say fasting from media, fasting from technology. We've talked about ideas like No Tech 50 going offline for periods of time, digital versus analog. You see how we're kind of tying together some of the other ideas we've discussed in prior episodes and how important it is to get in tune and in touch with something deeper within ourselves, with direct relationships, face to face, uh, as they say, belly to belly, really feeling people. It's very different to have a Zoom meeting, which is nice when you could see someone's face, uh, but it's still different than being in person with someone in the same room to see what energy they're exuding and that we're exuding and how we're being affected 
by other human beings, other life forms in a, in a physical space. It's incredible how we spent two years almost um, being completely separated because of COVID and um, the pandemic and, and, and what was thrust upon us because of it uh, and because of the way many governments, most governments uh, reacted and responded, um, not in ways that I agreed with at all. And I've communicated this in various ways, um, but it happened and we're here on the other side. And I don't say that to excuse anything, but I, I reference it now to highlight how impactful it was for people not to be able to be in person with their loved ones, with their friends. Um, I personally took it as an opportunity for more deep introspection and self-retreat and was able to gain a lot from it. Um, not everyone was able to take it that way. And it's something that is a good reference point for us to appreciate the time we can have together and also to really think strongly about who we want to be in the presence of, who inspires us, who can help us um, get guidance. Maybe we have a mentor or a family member that we can talk to in person that can help us clarify and solve some of those intellectual problems, um, help us understand what our fears are and what it is that we feel we may need to sacrifice in order to buy that ticket or be confident enough to buy that ticket and get on that next train. Right? So what does that next train look like for you, for me, for all of us? It's a personal individual choice. Hopefully it's not a train that just goes in a big loop and comes back to the same place. Although, of course, you get some experience going around that loop and, and seeing what's on it. But um, in this analogy, in this metaphor, we're again trying to march forth and move forward and also move deeper within. So as, as above, so below, as within, so without, one of the hermetic axioms. Um, so I want to start wrapping up on that note of realizing that life and nature and the messages we get from whatever the sources are are perfect. Ultimately, they're perfect. Nature has a perfect system. We've been blessed to have this opportunity and the opportunity doesn't last forever. As noted, the window isn't open forever. We do have to, with consciousness and awareness and some processing, decide what we're gonna do, where we're gonna go, which train are we gonna get on. And if, if that was a forced decision or a rushed decision or we got on the wrong train going the wrong way, life will show us that. And you'll realize, man, this doesn't feel right this direction. So let me get off at the next station and I'm going to have some work to do. Now it's going to take longer, but I got to go back the other way. I was scared to do it or I didn't pay attention and I ended up taking a wrong turn. Life will course correct. 
as long as we continue to seek that GPS, that internal GPS, and be honest about it, where we've lost time and where we have enough urgency and enough fire and clarity, that clarity I spoke of earlier, and getting it, and when we have it, don't waste that opportunity. So with that said, on this last day of Ramadan, with Eid celebration coming up, I wish that and pray for myself and for everyone listening that we could gain greater clarity in whatever way we need to. So with that new lens of clarity, looking at our map, seeing the schedule of what trains are coming to the station and getting on the one that's going to get you closer to where you need to go. I wish you well, and we'll sign off. I have spoken. <laughs>